0: Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hi, Soul Streakers. Welcome to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. Woo-woo. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. This week, I want to leave you with some thoughts about power. I said I was going to do this last week. If you heard the episode on love, law, and light, it has so much to do with power and how we wield power and how we make choices. My first episode is about the power of choice. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. If you have heard it, I'm going to piggyback some things on that. I want to really get you thinking about your power? How do you use your power? Do you even know you have power? And in my life, I realized that I use my power to get people to do things for me or take care of me or I gave my power away. Power and archetypes go hand in hand. So if I have a damsel in distress archetype, which I've had, I used my power to be this damsel in distress, and now there's nobody to damsel to. Wow. What a bad day on earth school that was. Those kind of crises when you've had a certain archetype and you've been using your power in a certain way, and that song's not playing on the radio anymore, that's just not working for you, that will throw you right into a dark night of the soul. This is where you're going to learn the lessons to pay attention to your power and how you're using power and what you were doing probably was not serving you, or you wouldn't be in this crisis if you will. Usually it takes an event of loss, like God forbid somebody died or a divorce or people get ill. Something happens to rock your world. And then you realize how you've been using power and the power of the archetypes that you've been using to manage your world. It's not your fault because a lot of these programs, these archetypes, this use of power, it it was survival skills from when we were kids. But the things that we did as kids that served us, they don't serve us forever. Then they start to work against us. If you haven't noticed a lot of things that you're doing are probably starting to work against you, but those are old habits, old programming and it's not enough to just reflect. These patterns may be subconscious. So you got to really dig deep and do things, meditation, NLP work, listening to something while you're sleeping, things to do to really change your subconscious programming, because that's what's ruling you. So you may not even know that this is happening. Let me surmise. Yes, you have Patterns that aren't working for you, you may be wielding your power in ways that aren't working for you, and you may not even know you're doing it. But if you're finding that you're annoyed, feeling indignant, resentful, or you're pissed off, or you're hurt, okay, what was your role in that? How did you wield your power there? What happened? Look in the mirror because you're not okay in there, or you wouldn't be feeling this way. We all do this. I do this all day long. So I I am head learner here, people. It's not like I'm pointing the finger at you and it's not going on in my world. It's going on in my world too. This is how come I know so much about it. It's not only because I've done so much research on this. It's because I experienced this, but I experienced this intentionally and methodically so I can come back and help other people with the journey that I have been on. How do we wield our power when we feel like someone's doing something and we can't get them to do something that we want them to do? For example, a small thing, what can we do? How can we wield our power? What can we do differently? We can't control anybody else. We can control what we do. And if what we're doing isn't working, we got to do something else. The idea of having power, versus the power to love or the power of love and not loving power and using our power to empower other people. How often do you do that? Because every time you say something nasty about somebody or you complain about somebody, you're doing the opposite of empowering them. What's in the micro is in the macro. So basically you're hurting yourself by doing that because we're all connected. So every time you gossip or you blame, It affects not only you, what makes you seemingly feel better, but it weakens your power because you're not taking responsibility. And it's not your responsibility how other people behave, but it's your responsibility about how you think about others. And blaming them or complaining about them is not coming from a place of love. So you're not going to feel good inside. It's just going to make you feel bad. So now you feel icky and blaming, complaining, blowing off steam and venting. Did it do anything to change the situation? No, it did not. The situation remains the same and you're still ruminating on it. So now it's just worse because now you're just putting stuff inside you. And you know, I talk about this all the time, right? Let it go. Let it go through you. So no, the blaming, the venting, the complaining, it's all addictions. We're all addicted to these kinds of things. We need to stop doing this. This is how we change the game in our minds. This is how we wield our power differently. This is how we start to play big with the universe and the universe will start to play big with us. Let's come from love. How about having some compassion for somebody else? We judge people so quickly. Who are we to judge anybody? We don't really know what's going on inside of somebody. I mean, how many times have you heard about someone who seemingly had it all and then they commit suicide or they try to hurt themselves? There's always something an addiction, something, something with somebody. Everybody is seemingly perfect, but yet not so perfect. This earth school, it's not for sissies. Lessons are tough. People go through tough things. This is what connects us all. So seek to understand and love people the same way you, and the way you take care of yourself, what's in the micro is in the macro. So if you're not eating healthy and you're gossiping and you're angry all the time, and you're addicted to something, whether it's television or substances or even work, how are you going to be in the world? How are you going to be a force for good? How are you going to come from love? You may have a love of power, but not know the power of love. The power of love is a high vibration, and any high vibration is going to snuff out a low vibration in a heartbeat. So my dear soul streakers, if you want to have an amazing life, go to love. I've talked about the power of love. Use that as your guide. What would love do? Am I empowering somebody or am I cutting them down? Is my interaction with them healing the planet or hurting the planet? And if I'm not a force for good, why not? Why not? Who's responsible for that? Who's responsible to be a force for good, if not you? You're here. I'm here. I I do my part of the garden. I'm asking you to do your part of the garden. So you'll have a great life. Be a force for good. When you do a random act of kindness, you hold the door open for somebody, you feel that. And that's a small thing. And it happens very quickly you see somebody on the street that needs a smile or what you feel that we all have a connection. And they say, there's research on this. When you do a random act of kindness or something for somebody, it ripples and they go do something and, and it goes on and on and on. You really could make somebody's day. We have so much power to do that, but we don't go around realizing how much power we have. The power of love how much our actions affect other people. You could really mess up somebody's day by having a road rage incident. I mean, and mess them up for hours. It goes the other way. When you do good things for people, people remember that. Just like they say, you may not remember everything that they did for you, but you always remember how people made you feel. Always you remember that. Because that's the power of love. And we all wield that. And I've had that too. And I can't remember somebody and I know I know that person. I know I've been, had an interaction with them, but I remember the feeling I had when I was around them. I don't even remember their name, but that feeling I remember. And I know, you know what I'm talking about because it happens to all of us. How do you think people feel when you walk away, when you've interacted with them and now you walk away? How do you think you leave them feeling? Have you ever even thought about that? How would you like to leave people feeling? Now is the time to turn over a new leaf, have a new intention. Go to a higher level. Maybe this podcast is the sign for you to be doing that. How do you want to make people feel? How do you want to empower them? Because that is really your legacy. When you're not on the planet anymore, that's what people are going to remember, how you made them feel. When you think about people that have crossed over, And you have all those great memories because they made you feel so good. They empowered you in all those ways. That's how much power we have over each other. We have a lot of power over each other. So the key really is to go around empowering other people, but not letting people that aren't into the empowerment game disempower you. So if it's not good coming at you, stay centered, let it go, drop the rope, don't play tug of war with them. Then you spend your time empowering and loving others unconditionally, unconditionally. I know that takes a lot, but when you have a big open heart, it doesn't matter what people do to you. A lot of things that people are doing to you is because they're coming from a bad place themselves and they're hurting themselves. They're not really hurting you. It's not personal. So if you can take the personal self out of it, You'll see what I mean, you can still love somebody even though they may have said something nasty or done something that hurt your feelings. Forgive them, move on and love them. I'm not saying be their best friend, but you can open up your heart big enough to send love their way and practice, practice that. It's worth practicing that. You'll start to feel lighter and lighter and really have a love and a big open heart and love everybody and this amazing energy. And people are just going to want to be around you because of who you are and the light that you are in this world. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Sign me up for some of that. Carolyn Nies says grace is our highest power. And that's what I've been saying. Can you be in a place to give somebody else Grace. Because what does that require of you? It requires of you to have an open heart and to have self-esteem. Work on your self-love and feeling good about yourself before you can wield your power in a way that you're actually powerful because you're giving somebody grace. Being open to everything and attached to nothing because there's levels of power as you ascend. And Carolyn Mies talks about power through the chakras, So your lowest chakra is about having stuff and putting out emotional fires and things like that and getting angry with people, all the things that I had talked about that was not serving us. That's all in your lowest chakra. But as you ascend, you start to realize that when you envy somebody that has material things and think that that person has power because they're rich, there's nothing wrong with being rich but it doesn't necessarily make somebody a powerful and B if they're attached to their money or think they're nothing without their money or a slave to their money, who has the power, them or the money or the stuff. We give our power away to our stuff or to this idea of money or to this idea of what power is. And that's not true power. The last bit I want to leave you with in terms of power is your intuition. Your intuition is an amazing power and is more powerful than the outside world. And so when you can follow it, trust yourself, and you have to have self-esteem to trust yourself. Trust your gut, trust your intuition. Your power is guiding you. Carolyn Meese describes this power as a power play between the outside world and your intuition, your faith, your physical well-being. She says, who do you have a tug of war battle going on with and why? Pay attention on how much power is drained from you and what your weaknesses are. Buddha would say that it's up to you and only you to deal with your illusions. They have nothing to do with the person whom you are doing battle. Were it not that person, it would be someone else. Losing power is losing health. Remember that. Review tug of war power issues with your past. Just as an interesting note, people actively seek employment, should review an all attachment to their past image of what they did, earned, titles, benefits, and all that. Such strings have to be cut in order for a new creative path to open up. Review tug-of-war issues with your present relationship in order to reboot it, aka heal it, or find a new relationship. Power, she says, is your fundamental ingredient. Every word you say is a power tool. Every thought, every emotion, every idea, and every decision you make or decide not to make is ultimately a power maneuver. A wise choice is to learn the highest order of power and detach from the authority of the lowlands. Grace is the highest power we have available to us. Utilize the graces that run through your soul. Just Don't just think about them every now and again. Dwell in them. Breathe them in like air. When you are losing power to something, close your eyes and pray for the grace to retrieve your spirit from a bad decision or an external fear or a negative power play. Don't wait for illness to wake you up. Think like a mystic out of a monastery. That is so totally brilliant. Thank you, Carolyn Mies. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I agree with her 100% because our power or our tug of war with power, and that's why I say Drop the rope. Drop the rope, people. It affects our physical health. So every element you have has to do with some kind of power, some kind of archetype, some kind of situation that you're misguiding or miscalculating or misgaging the outside world, giving it more power than you should, not asking for grace, not coming from love. I feel it. I'm seeing that in my own life. And It's been a lesson for me as she describes these crises, she calls them initiations. And yes, I've 100% been initiated. I see where in my past, I didn't wield my power in a way that wasn't serving me. And now I'm working on doing a better job of that. I have a far way to go. And this may be something that we really never, ever master completely and... I can accept that because it's constantly shifting. And just when you think you've mastered it, universe shifts the circumstances again for another life lesson. The best we can do is just to continue to open our hearts wider and wider, give people a break, come from a place of compassion and grace and love. I will pray that God brings you grace in the situations that you need grace and heals our hearts as a collective and as individuals so that we may have such great energy here that it sends ripples across the globe to create a more peaceful, loving planet. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake and check out my website, www.jennajake.com.